You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, welcome to the show, welcome to the podcast, to the radio, however you're getting this program right now. We are so excited to be jumping into the Word of God with you. And if this is your first time listening to Morning Breath, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, then we read it the next following morning. We come to our Merritt Island location where we have a recording studio boat, and uh, two pastors, our pastor and our co-host, talk about what God breathed on their hearts while we, when we read the chapter. We don't prepare sermons. There's not a whole bunch of research done into all this. This is just us pressing into God and just saying and talking about what, what we feel the Word said and the Holy Spirit has said. There's also a great way for you to have a personal Devo time, to be able to have a small group. This, this uh, Morning Breath podcast is pretty multi-versatile, but we're just super stoked that you're with us today. Today I'm joined with Pastor Brian Moore. He is he up? is a man, incredible man of God, husband, father, baseball coach, and not to mention he's running this crazy circus called East Coast Christian Center. We're doing some stuff. Uh, doing a lot of stuff. Heading I'm up a, the parkway. The, you know, dude. tell us about the parkway. Tell us about that Merritt Island location. Merritt Island location, Parkway Worship Center. I get to spend my weekends um, pastoring the uh, the location here. That's the uh, I guess Old Faithful. We'll call it. It it's, is. Uh, it's sort of six seventy. North 680 North Courtney Parkway. We've been here for 33, 4, 5. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of how many years. I've not been here that long. I've been here about 20 of those years. And uh, I just get to hang out with a lot of my friends, a lot of people that have uh, found this to be their home. And it's an exciting time that we get to really just kind of host the presence of God. Like, And that's that's the goal is for people to know God and to find some freedom and you know discover some purpose. And ultimately, we want you to be a part of a family. And mm-hmm. so if we could be your church home. We'd love to be that for you. We're doing services every weekend. All the details of our service times and all that are on our website. Check that out. There's a few other things on our website. The way to get connected to this um, program as well, maybe tell you that real quick, is um, get onto our website, eccc.us. Go to our app, East Coast app. Download that if you don't have it. And uh, just look for the Morning Breath link there. All the chapters where we're headed to, where we've been. Lots of actually recorded um, shows for, I don't know, a long time back there. If there's ever a chapter you're looking for, you can go back and see it. We have YouTube. We have Instagram. We have all the ways social media-wise to get connected, or you can just call the church office, 321-452-1060, and let them know, hey, I'm a, I'm a listener in the morning breath. How can I get connected? What can I do? I want to get some information about that, and they will help you do that. And uh, most importantly, let's get in the Word of God together and uh, do a devotion and let the Word of God change your life. Come on. Before we jump in, we got two quick things. And actually, one's for me and one's for you, Pastor Brian. We got, for you, we got TNT Youth Conference coming up July 11th yeah. through through 13th. I heard you say the other day you have all four of your kids All going? four of my kids. I got a graduating senior and I got an incoming seventh grader and then I got two more in the middle. All four. Wow, going. Constance is going into seventh grade. She's going seventh grade, yeah. That is You know crazy. what's crazy is uh, we had long dreamed of this day that it was like, hey man, they're going off to camp. My wife and I, we're going to go on a cruise or something. we like, we getting out of town. We're dropping out the four kids. we gone. And then we changed the plans, and right. so we got a we got a youth conference here locally. Maybe we could just dump them somewhere and just maybe Do they'll, it. they'll hold the house down. We just they we just will. get out of town. <laughs> your, your kids are amazing. They will. The other ones for me. Well, hold on. If that's you, listen. This this conference we're talking about is incredible. We have. Uh, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to worship Jesus. Even if your kids have never been to church, even if they, you know, they're 
they're good kids no matter what, but send them out. They're going to enjoy it. We have a rapper coming in named KB. He's a nationally recorded artist, not to mention two years ago he did the fight song for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go. I mean, he's incredible. He Hip-hop really artist, is. Yeah. Exactly. He's incredible. Um, every night is, is just a powerful message delivered, a ton of fun throughout the day. So, and P- Pastor David Gamble will be speaking. Oh, come on. You, that you guy. won't want to miss that one for that, sure. That guy, he, he's the opening act for KB. He's showing up. He's a- <laughs> 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 so it's, it's $245 for general admission for the first um, for the first kid and then oh, that will raise up to 295 excuse me but then check our events page because our events page will have all the details of the finances and if you need help let us know but we want your kids there we want them at it we want them knowing Jesus for their entire life next we have kids camps June 6th to 10th 8am to 4pm this is $99 for the first kid $75 for the second kid free for every kid after that now that's my wife and I we got four Boom, you, kids you can get a deal let's go we're close we got one still just just hanging on this is young. second through sixth grade i think so yeah, uh, if, you, two, if yeah. you got four kids in that window dude you're busy we haven't slept in nine years yes <laughs> but you Let's know go. how it is like <laughs> i've been there so hey anything that involves groups or events we're doing get our app go to our website We'll yeah. take care of you. But like Pastor Brian said now, let's jump into the Word because we got 50-something verses. So, Pastor Sir Brian, you're going to read? So I say I to got, you— All right, New American Standard, come on. Here we go. Read, sir. All right, Luke chapter 11. Uh, it happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also, for for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not in temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he answers and says, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he would not get up and give him give him anything because of his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg. He will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And he was he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. When the demon had gone out, um, when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, "He casts out demons by Belizebul, the ruler of the demons." Others, to test him, were demanding of him a sign from heaven. But he knew, they were thought, he knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Belizebul, and if I by Belizebul cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? So they will be your judges. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are undisturbed. But when someone stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away from him all his armor on which he had relied and distributes his, his plunder. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. 
When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, and not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it will find it is swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. When Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. And he said, On the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. As the crowd pressed in on and on Jesus, he said, This evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. What happens to him was a sign to the people of Nineveh that God has had sent him. What happened to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. The Queen of Sheba will stand up against you, against this generation on Judgment Day, and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now, someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now, someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse used to repent. No one lights a lamp and hides it under hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it is a light and can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when you but when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with the light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. <clears throat> as Jesus was speaking to one of the Pharisees, one of the Pharisees invited him to, to the home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see how he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, so you will be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income of your herb gardens, but you ignore the justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect more the more important things. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you love to sit in the seat of honor in the synagogues and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplaces. Yes, what sorrow awaits you, for you are like a hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. Teacher, said an expert in religious law, you have insulted us, too, in what you have just said. Yes, said Jesus, what sorrow also awaits you experts in religious law, for you crush people with your unbearable relig religious demands, and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you, for you build monuments for the prophets your own ancestors killed long ago. But in fact, you stand as witness who agree with you what your ancestors did. They kill the prophets, and you join in their crime by building monuments. This is what God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, 
but they will kill some and persecute the others. As results, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you, experts in the religious law, for you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves. You prevent others from entering. As Jesus was leaving, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Amen. Amen. Wow. Ends pretty intense. What jumped <laughs> out to you, Pastor Brian? So Jesus seems to be a little feisty here. He's like going, man, like, woe to you. And like, you're a mess and you wash it on the outside. And what about the inside? And uh, I just, I mean, I, I just wanted to go man, what's in me? Like, I, is there something in me? I, I remember, uh, you know, from in the old Testament where David says, search me and know me of any wicked thing in me. Like, God, I want to, I want to stand in a place where my external is not just all cleaned up that my, you know, my heart is wicked somewhere. If there's something in me that I've done in this way, I mean, because it's a devotion show, this is not like meant to be like, Hey, let me teach you all the details of this. Right. Like, I love that we can just sit down and go, Hey, let's open up the word and what speaks to you. And for me, I was like, God, is there anything in my heart? Like, is there, cause I don't want to be this guy. Like, I don't want to rebuke from Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, as much as I appreciate him loving them and trying to move them forward and move them into an intimate relationship with him, I understand what the goal here is. And I love that my Jesus is that way with me too. It just, I don't want to have to go through that. I don't want to have to go through the rebuke to get to the the closeness. I'd rather draw near on my own and go, hey, God, let's go. Like, I want to do this with you and not feel like, you know, I got to get cleaned up by God. I don't got to get, you know, challenged that way. I love that the word can do that for me. And Amen. As, as it says in scripture in another place, that the, that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword to get down to the very thought and intents of the heart. I want this word to get on the inside of me so deep that, you know what, when there is an issue, I'm convicted of it, that the spirit of God um, convicts me of that. And I feel that and want to want to move away from it. I don't get so set in my ways that I'm that I'm the guy who's going, man, you killed the prophets and you didn't you didn't heed this and you didn't heed that. I want to be quick to go, yes, Jesus. Come I want to I want to I want to be a yes guy before God. And um, my best yes is always with Jesus, you know. Come on, I love that when that's that's really good because like that's that's what happens is we wind up like playing into to what fits the culture and what fits society, and that is like when done long enough is exactly how they got to where they were at, oh, yeah. and, and it's crazy. It's like. And the opening of what the very first scriptures you read, I mean, uh, Pastor Brian said how a disciple came in and said, hey, will you teach us to pray? John taught his disciples oh, yeah. how to pray. And it, for me, like something I wrote down is like, um, there was no ego in Jesus. Yeah. You know, could you imagine if someone, hey, can you do this? Uh, this church up the road's doing this. Yeah. Hey, will you preach on that? Um, the church up the road, that pastor's preaching on it. Like, just throw up a little bit of ego. Jesus had no ego. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you want to pray? Let's do it. You yeah. know, and I, I always want to check myself of that when it comes to stuff. You know, I'll never forget, like, one time, and I know uh, my mother in law is probably listening, so it should be yes. pretty funny. And it's like, uh, one time, something was broken in the house. I don't even remember what it was, but Nancy said the statement, I'll just call my dad and have him fix it yes. and i was like no you no. won't <laughs> i will youtube i will i will actually go to the library if i have to i That's will funny. find the way to fix this problem i mean super ego That's i don't even hilarious. know if i fixed it but, <laughs> but probably ended up trying and calling him anyway huh? <laughs> right exactly he probably did fix it you know, the rescue. either his either her dad or my dad but like That's um funny. yeah it's it's like lay it down sometimes you gotta say you know what 
hey, I'd rather look at the heart of what the person's saying yeah. than anything that they stirred up in me if that what got stirred up isn't healthy and isn't from the kingdom. Because the fruit of this was we got you know a portion of the Lord's Prayer. And yeah. then on top of that, we got the, another very, uh, famous mindset from Scripture of, you know, ask, seek, knock. Yeah. And it's like, be persistent. And he's even like saying really encouraging things before he says the really salty things, you know, on the back half of the chapter. He's really like, man, even if I'm grumpy and I'm tired and, I, and I've already gone to bed and you're asking, I'm still going to, if you're persistent, yeah. you're going to get it. Like, yeah. like keeping the race. And if you're one of the people that adapt to the mindset of, once you've prayed for it and you've asked for it, you're now in unbelief or in doubt. I just want to say tap the brakes on that a little bit. Don't be so fanatical with that. It's okay to ask again. If you if you could, I, I have the same prayer that I ask over and over and over again. It's not because I doubt that God will do it. I actually keep asking to keep stirring my faith up. Yeah, that's good. All right. Like, I believe he'll do it. You know, my kids always ask me for food. Yeah. You know, it isn't like I'm not going to not give it to them. Right. You know, so right. what else stood out to you, Pastor Brian? Yeah, you know, I, I like. Like the like you're saying in the in the front end of this chapter, there's a, there's a lot of coaching going on here. Like and and like you said, I'm a baseball guy, and so I've been around a lot of coaches. I've been around a lot of people who are just willing to say, you know, what, let me help you. Let me help. What would it look like? Maybe the next generation. Like I, I coach some 11 year old, 12 year old girls softball right now with my youngest daughter, mm-hmm. and I get the opportunity to invest my knowledge of a sport that I've been around. Not softball a ton, but I've been around mm-hmm. baseball, and it's not that much different. And I get to actually divest myself of information to get into somebody else, so that they could go and do something that mm-hmm. they don't know how to do. Right? And I appreciate, like you said, Jesus just going, "Hey, let me just. I don't. Yeah, sure. Here you go. I'll, I'll give it away. I'll give away." And isn't that how it's meant to be in the kingdom? That what is ours is not ours, really. We're stewarding whatever is in our hands right now. We're stewarding Come before on. God. And so maybe you're the guy who's out there and you're, you know, you're at an age or a point in your walk with Christ where you're going, man, I, I figured it out. Like, I understand what I'm doing before God. Maybe there's somebody that you could pour your life back into. You would look and go, hey, could I mentor somebody? Like, by the grace of God, we were able over the last couple of years to start up a marriage mentorship program Come here on. in East Coast. And that's because somebody who's later in their life said, hey, you know what? I want to invest back into marriages, and I've been trained and equipped in this tool, Preparing and Rich is the, is the name of the tool. There's a great tool out there that somebody was trained in and said, hey, we could help. We could help you guys get trained. And now we have about 15 marriage mentorship couples that are willing to help others. And we've walked 100 or better couples through a marriage mentorship relationship because somebody said, you know what? I've been trained. I'm equipped. Let me help you get, e- get equipped to do this. And now I can't even imagine what that will look like 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, where 100 couples who have had some sort of mentorship, some sort of growth in their marriage, what is the implications of something like that, that you have this layered-in coaching heart of going, you know what, getting help for your marriage is not a bad thing. And maybe you're out there and you're hearing this and you go, man, I want some of that. How do I get that? Email marriage at eccc.us. We'll do our best to get connected to a, a mentorship couple. But what happens when you get mentorship is you're actually getting mentored. Somebody who's a little bit farther down the road, maybe you're newly married and there's a 10-year you know, marriage couple who is walking through raising kids. You said you yep. haven't slept in nine years, you know, like jokingly, like you've got four little ones. Like, yeah, he's really not joking. He, he's, he gets partial sleep for nine years straight, right? Like they've had babies, they've had little kids. Come on. My season of life where I'm 11 to 18 right now, I'm in a season of life that I could, I could help a young couple that's going, man, I got little kids, what do I do? But there's somebody else who's in a retirement age who sent their kids off to college. Like literally uh, the day of this recording i'm going to my daughter's like college graduation today and it's like how did we get here but you know what there's a different season now where i'm releasing things in my kids and going hey i gotta let go that's not easy sometimes as a parent you know like there are all these 
you got to talk to somebody. And we've had such a stigma on getting help sometimes in our culture of like, you know, because of the pride and the mm-hmm. ego of like, I don't need help. But there's value in getting help for your family, for your marriage, for your walk with Christ. And Jesus was doing that right here. Here's how you pray. Imagine the the results of teaching people how to pray. Like, just like play mm-hmm. that out. What has that got into somebody's life? Because he taught a few people. Here we are a couple thousand years later knowing how to pray. Dude, it's so good. That's so good because honestly, the back half of the chapter, what I read, was all because the people had brokenness yeah. and they wouldn't receive help. Yeah. Actually, the people that were delivered by the kingdom of heaven, by our yeah. heavenly father to lead them to help, they killed them yeah. and then built monuments for them and, and Jesus. And here's how you get there, whether it's in your marriage or in life, whatever. And I'm going to say some stuff. I'm not trying to be like controversial or stir a pot or nothing. I'm really not. Just listen with open heart. It's because they kept secrets. Mm. All right. Like, so I, I don't know where you're at in some camps and schools of thought of Christianity, but they kept secrets. They're, they're the people. Now, let's forget killing the prophets. You know where these men, these religious leaders, because it's easy to throw stones at the, the, the pastor that has, you know, a big congregation, a big church and lights and a hazer. And he's wearing Air Force Ones or something like that. It's easy to throw stones at him. But do you delete your browser history? Wow. Um, can your wife open up your phone and check your messages? And can like because you're already going down the path of the religious leader. I know you might be saying I'm not a religious man, but no, you're a man that's holding secrets. And that is exactly where these guys they wound up just like Judas, getting their own agenda. That agenda went above the kingdom of heaven. So for me, my wife and I, we are not dry pastors, but something I've learned and I had to get on my knees and pray about is believe it or not, I will not hide if I buy wine or beer because I found that that too is a secret. And if I am going to hide, if I'm going to do something, then I at least better have the courage to do it. Like, like he says, I love the Bible says in the light, like if you put it in the dark, it's going to kill you. All right. If your marriage is hurting right now and you know it, and I'll tell you right now, Pastor Brian and I, we're both married and and like over a decade with marriage. Listen, don't be so Christian. You can't get help. (laughs) Don't be so Christian. You can't say, hey, I think I'm messing up my teenager. You know, both of us have spent over 10 years in the the youth ministry as well. You know, and it's like, don't wind up going down this road that these religious people went down because, you know, Jesus didn't have a good word for them. But there was actually death at the end of the road. Jesus is actually pointing towards life. And that's why he says, bring it into the light. All right. Because that's what we have to do. Because we're really, in all honesty, darkness is afraid of that light. And what happens is we we wind up living lives and in the NLT, which I had, he says, make sure there's not darkness in little corners. Good. Right. And that's what happens is your the way you do your taxes, you found that CPA that will mm. cut those corners, right? You know, you you wound up you you don't mind the compliments from that girl at work, you know, you're just cutting those corners. And it's like, let's not let's not have darkness in the corners. Let's bring our whole life into the light. And guess what? You're not gonna be perfect and no one's expecting you to. We got a moment for a final thought before we jump out to a break. Pastor Brian, you wanna give a shot at it? Yeah, you know, you're you're saying, Hey, let's get things to light. You know, there's a there's a verse that's uh it's kind of been a life verse. I don't know. It's been in me for a long time. It's Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a there's a way that seems right to a man, but mm, in the end leads so to good. destruction. I don't want what seems right. I don't mm. want what culture says is right. I don't want what even somebody beside me thinks is right for me. I want to get a hold of God's best, and I want to just say yes to that. I started by saying that earlier in the show. The best yes is the yes that I want, and the best yes is I want to honor God. I want to please God, and I know that that's vulnerable. I know that's transparent. I know that's authentic. I know there's all these words for that. But let's let's have a humble heart and not get into this pride situation. Going, we've got it. We figured it out, and you just stay there, and you end up like one of these Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? Let's actually stay humble, stay teachable. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast. 
from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. So as we take a look at this chapter here, there's a moment where uh, the religious leaders say something to him that would be very triggering if it was said now, especially to a religious leader. They go, teacher, an expert in the religious law, you have insulted us 
too in what you have just said. Jesus didn't say, oh, well, pink roses and, and butterflies. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. And God is good and taste and see that God is good. He's like, yeah, I insulted you. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. And guess what? I meant to. And you're part of the problem, too. Like now, I'm not saying that to to weaponize you right. or for you to go out and weaponize the right. truth against people. Because don't forget, this is the same Jesus that ate with sinners. Because yep. his mindset was different. His mindset was less of a cop looking to enforce the law and more of a doctor looking to bring healing. Yeah. So when he's in this, the mindset and perspective that Jesus has is the same that we need to have. And that it, what he is in essence breaking down in this last part, he's saying. You guys have done stuff to keep people from the Heavenly Father. Yeah. And your job was to bring the Father, to bring them into relationship with God. You were the leaders of this. I want to encourage you out there today, business owners, parents, you have a calling. Just because yeah. you're not in maybe labeled ministry doesn't mean you're not a leader to bring Jesus to people. And I want to just call that out of you today and say, lean into that. Let's step into the light. Nobody's perfect. Let's get help where we need help. Yeah. And let's lift up the name of Jesus every chance we get. So I tell you, man, it's been great doing the show with you, Pastor Brian. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for doing it. We'll uh, talk to you all soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.